Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I am your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And guys, we are just a few weeks away from back to school. Uh, summer has just zoomed right past us, even with COVID and quarantine life. And uh, now all of us parents are like freaking out, freaking out, trying to get things ready, trying to get our kids back in a routine because they've been out of school since March. Um, so how do we do that? How do we get them back on a routine? What do we have to prepare for school? Um, and then there comes that, that whole thing with like, snacks and lunch and with that comes the stress that all of our parents like all us parents go through so I thought you know what we need some help we need some help we need to bring in the big guns so on the show today I have Dr. Nadia Visto uh she's a naturopathic doctor and she's an author her book Eat Your Way Sexy is a number one on uh, Amazon bestsellers list. Nadia, Dr. Nadia, how are you and welcome to the show. Hi, Tina. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be joining you today. Oh, me too, because I'll tell you, I am freaking out. I get, I <laughs> suffer severe, this is going to sound so crazy, but I suffer severe anxiety um, this time of the year. And I don't know if you can hear my kids in the background screaming, but they are <laughs> of this but seriously what I mean is like the back to school thing I get those jitters and I get the anxiety for my kids like Mm -hmm. I'm sure you get a lot of your clients who probably go through this and freak out during this time of year as well right Sure. And I mean, it's interesting to me that you said that you feel it for your kids because I think as a mom, like, don't we just feel everything, you know, for them, right? Um, yeah, you yeah. had a little one as well, right? Right. Yeah. And with all the changes right now going on in the world, school isn't going to be exactly the same. So there is a little bit of a added stress there, isn't there, for everyone? Yeah. It's, uh, we are living in a whole new world. Um, like I said, our kids have been out of school since March. This has been the longest stretch that any of us have seen right? Like this has never happened before. So it's now just trying to get them back into routine. And now not only back into routine, their routine is going to change drastically at school. Um, So just getting used to this whole new world. So you're going to help us with that today, right, Dr. Nadia? I can't wait to. Yes, that's why I'm here. (laughs) How old is your little one? He just turned four. So he's going to be starting school? So you know what? He actually, because we went with like a private institution, so he actually started in January. So he kind of started JK about six months early, basically, um, part-time. So it was really weird to start up school and then to pull out of school. So that was really interesting. It was a a trial run. That's what what we'll do. (laughs) Yeah, basically. It's amazing how much they absorb at such a young age, though. And now with coming in September, we opted to do virtual learning with his school that it's it's, uh, offered. So we're just going to be doing that. But what I have to tell parents today is it doesn't matter if you're doing 
schooling from home, if you're doing half, you know, half virtual, half from home, if you're sending the kids full time back, all of the tips that I have will, will be able to serve in every situation. Because regardless of the, if the kids are in the building or in the home, they're still, you know, we still have to make the food. We still have to feed yeah. them. And we don't just want to feed them so that they're, they're full. We also want to feed them so that we're supporting their brain development, so that we're supporting their concentration, their energy, their mood. Because we know nutrition can actually also impact mood and our energy, which is so major, and it can support their focus when they're working with their school subjects. And we know that this kind of took a hit because they had to shift things. It wasn't a, a traditional learning paradigm. So I think there's a lot of opportunity here for parents to actually support their kids in a bigger way than we might think through nutrition. Yeah, a lot of people don't make that correlation between what we're putting into our bodies and the effects that it has on us besides just like providing us with like the vitamins and nutrients we need. A lot of people don't think about that connection to our um, mental health and well-being in that sense. And I think it's really important that we have this discussion because um, our kids are heading back, like you said, whether it's in a classroom or like at the school or a virtual classroom at home, um, things are changing and things are different. And a lot of kids um, suffer from stress and anxiety at a young age. A lot of people think, well, you know, oh, the, you know, you're in grade one. What do you have to worry about? What are you stressed about? But it's a real thing. And, um, and if we don't provide our kids with like, the healthy options for meals and snacks, um, we could be doing them a disservice. Oh, definitely. Not, sure. Right? Like, we need, to, we need to help our kids. Um, and along with that, too, comes sleep, right? Sure. Because I can tell you, I don't know how it's been with your little guy, but I've got three. Samantha's nine. Uh, she's heading to grade four. Liliana is... Um, seven heading to grade two and Marcus is going to be turning five. So he's, he's heading to JK and um, their sleep has been horrible since um, COVID just because they're going to sleep later. They're waking up later. So now we've got to get them into some kind of routine. And that means nutrition, sleep, all that fun stuff. So um, I want to ask one of the first things that parents always I find are always online asking about snacks. Yeah. We're just going to jump right into this food thing. Okay. Like, yeah, let's jump right in. So So the most important thing is, are we, are we jumping? Yeah. Let's just do it. I'm diving off the cliff. Okay. So uh, the most important thing when it comes to kiddo nutrition is protein. And you know what? I just want to make this very clear, Pina. I'm going to be saying things like, for our kids, for our kids, it's actually for us too. Like we have a human body too. Our physiology is very similar. You know, yes, kids yeah. have specific needs, but um, but it's actually important for for us too. So protein, super super important. And I talk actually a lot about this in the book because most people who come to see me in private practice, whether it's an adult or a child patient, they're not getting enough protein. And before I get into the nitty gritty of it, I just want to say like. Pick up your suitcase of guilt and just drop it at the door and just leave it there now. 
because I feel like as moms, we have so much on our shoulders. And if you didn't already know this information, it's okay. Nobody told you. It's okay yeah. that you didn't know it. Okay. So um, with the protein, what happens is it helps to stabilize our blood sugar. So for example, kids really like things like cereals or maybe you give them a PB&J toast or something like that, right? Some easy grabbies. But when, and we need carbs. Our brain is fueled by carbs and carbs are not Thank the enemy here. Thank you for saying that, first of all, because being Italian, mm-hmm. everyone is like, Joe, you need to cut back on the carbs. I'm like, F you. Don't take away. Don't even think about touching my carbs. So yes, carbs are important. Don't cut them out, people. Thank you, Dr. Nadia. And here's and here's the trick, right? Though, like, yeah, they're not the enemy. But if we eat a super carb-heavy meal and we're just eating that alone, oh, you're gonna feel like crap. Yeah. So your blood sugar will spike and then it will crash. Whenever we're getting a spike, it's gonna be followed by a crash. And you can think of when you feel tired after eating. You can think of when you feel like you need to take a nap, when you feel like you're losing concentration in the afternoon. Now let's translate this to kids. What will that look like in a teenager or even a toddler? Well, I can tell you, not only can it look like fatigue, it can also look like, you know, moodiness. It can look like a tantrum. It's normal. Yes, underdeveloped brains, you know, are the part of our brain that responsible for inhibition, like controlling our behaviors and things like that, doesn't develop till later in the teenage years. So yes, it is developmentally normal that our kids are going to have tantrums. That's normal. But sometimes what can look like a tantrum is actually hypoglycemia. It's actually not a tantrum. So you think, we think, oh my gosh, you're, you know, here we go again. Okay, gotta, you know, here we go. But I, I started asking myself this as my, as my child was growing up. Whenever this would happen, I thought, okay, first thing, did I give him enough protein? Is this, to what extent is this, I'm figuring out my world, and we do exercises like that with emotions. Me and my son, we do, we do all that kind of stuff. But to what extent is protein impacting here? Because that is a very easy fix. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some cheese. Here's a piece of chicken. Get out of my know. <laughs> so the trick in a nutshell, is you don't want to do just the carbs or just the carbs. You always want to make sure they're getting protein with their food, meals, and with their snacks. Okay, so, okay, for example, what would be a good snack? Like, or what percentage of the snack would be protein versus carbs? Okay, so I recently just started using those divided boxes and even those cute little, not to take away but for the table like all this i love the divided dishes okay oh, because the divided dishes in the bento yeah. boxes yes okay oh my you. god changed my life because it makes me remember and i have kind of like a little rule for myself for myself mm-hmm. okay one one square has to be carb there has to be a carb there has to be something green there has to be a fruit because how boring would it be if you don't give something sweet and mm-hmm. there has to be a protein so I usually like to have at least at minimum a quarter or half. And this is going to change depending on your child's age and weight. Yeah. So a lot of times we like to generalize. You kind of can't. Because if your kid is running cross country and doing gymnastics and, you know, training oh, all day. You need a lot more. Yeah. That's totally different. Yeah. But as a rule of thumb, you want to make sure they're always getting that protein in there. And it'll change based on their weight as well. So that's something you have to figure out with your practitioner. But as a general rule, my little guy needs about 15 grams of protein a day. So I know at every meal he needs to get 5 to 10. 
An egg has about five grams of protein. Hard-boiled egg, boom, I nailed the protein for that meal. So it can be it, that it simple. Have to be, it doesn't have to be hard. It's no. Not, we're, we're not going to go and, you know, perform brain surgery here. It's no. easy. It's attainable. We're talking with Dr. Nadia on the show today, author of Eat Your Way Sexy, and uh, we're talking about back to school and how to get our kids ready and, and the foods that we should be feeding them when it comes to, like, meals at home or at school. So don't go anywhere because we'll be back with more right here on The Parenting Show. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. And on the show today, we are chatting with Dr. Nadia Zito. She is a naturopathic doctor, and she's also an author, author of Eat Your Way Sexy, which is one of Amazon's bestsellers, one of Amazon's number one bestsellers. And, uh, and we're talking all about food right Nadia is it because we're Italian it's one of my favorite things to talk about (laughs) (laughs) so it's one of your favorite things that you even wrote a book about it like exactly my kind of girl you're my kind of girl where does pizza fall into this can I ask (laughs) there's there's cheese on pizza that's a protein can we put some salami on we just said carbs are not the enemy it's all about how you how you pair it right Exactly. So load it up with your veggies, some protein, and okay. you're good. You're there good. you go. <laughs> but Dr. Nadia, before the break, you were saying like, you know, for your little guy who is mm-hmm. four, um, mm-hmm. about five to ten, no, about ten grams of protein. You said right? For a day he needs about fifteen a day. Fifteen, fifteen a day, and you said an easy, you know. If you give him a hard-boiled egg, that's about five grams of protein right there. Boom. Easy. Done. And it is. That, that does sound super easy. Um, but what about for someone like me? I'm not a naturopathic doctor. I'm not into nutrition, like, to that extent that I would be able to be, you know, pick up cheese and be like, oh, this is so many grams of protein or a piece of chicken and, and determine how much protein that is. So how do we figure that out? Yeah, so that's one of the most common things that I deal with with um, my patients in my private practice because most people aren't getting enough protein, and it's no one's fault. Nobody told them, and they just don't know, right? So um, in my book, I actually have a complete chart, and I actually also have this on my site because it's a perfect reference. So I actually lay out per measurement and how much protein is in there. So for example, a half a cup of kidney beans is like eight grams of protein. About a half a cup of lentils, actually super high lentils. It's like 25 grams of protein and half a cup of lentils. Just give your kids some lentils and they're done. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Hit the the goal for the day. (laughs) Peanut butter, if your kid can do nuts, I know this is like not appropriate for school, but at home, and even for mom, uh, almond butter, peanut butter, peanut butter, one tablespoon is four grams. So you put two tablespoons on an apple and you just got like eight grams of protein. And that's, wow. that's a very classic way that I pair it will be with, okay, something that's a little carb. I'm going to add some protein to it. It doesn't have to be hard. 
And I don't know if you picked up on this, Tina, but most of the examples I'm giving are not things that you have to cook. Because, yeah, I'm Italian. Yes, I didn't even realize that. I love you. I do not cook, like want to cook all day, every day. I don't. I just don't. So. No, we don't have time. Moms, I shouldn't even just say moms, parents in this day and age um, mm-hmm. is very different from what it was years ago. We all have careers or we're entrepreneurs and we're working for ourselves. We lead busy, hectic lives. And we just, we're not June Cleavers, you know, mm-hmm. at our home and waiting for the kids to walk through the door after school. And it's like, you know, I just baked these cookies and they just came out of the oven. That's not reality. That's not That's happening. Um, so, yes, I love that you're, you're giving these great examples um, of things that are just like, like legit, easy going um so those are some like the protein is the main thing you're saying like focus on or just remember to have that protein as a part of the meals and the snacks and then you know incorporate it with the veggies and some carbs some fruit yeah and I think very easy sources too like a lot of kids sometimes my son went through this for a while like he went from eating lamb chops for breakfast to being like not wanting anything to do with me I don't I didn't I don't know what happened and so I was like okay I was freaking out so you can fall back on the eggs you can fall back on the nut butters if that's an option for you but other things that I incorporate for him all the time are hemp shells and again peanut honestly Three tablespoons gives you about 10 grams of protein. 10 grams. Hold, hold on. Did you just hemp shells? Yeah, huh? Yeah. What is that? I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with hemp, okay? I'm, it, with my lifestyle, I, am, I know what hemp is, and I'm familiar <laughs> with that. But I, I've never heard of hemp shells. What are they? Yeah, it's plant-based nutrition. So usually what I do at this point is I'll usually crack them out and show them to people on camera. But um, it's just, it's plant-based, it's vegan, it's gluten-free. It's, and so you can literally just sprinkle them on anything. And they have a flavor that's, they're very small. They have a flavor almost like nutty and they have a creamy texture. I was going to ask, it, it sounds like, it sounds like something like a nut. Almost, yeah, but not quite. So I do put this on banana all the time. I'll put this on strawberries. You can sneak it in a smoothie. It is honestly, I do this with adults and kids. And like I said, I do this with my little guy all the time. An easy way, 10 grams in, boom, three tablespoons. So, so this sounds something, this sounds uh, like something you could also probably incorporate into recipes. So if like you're baking maybe like banana bread, you could probably sprinkle some in. Or yeah. um, I always try to sneak things into like the chili and tomato sauce, like whether it's black seed or chia seeds. And then the kids know because they're running to the bathroom. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, just be quiet and eat it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you really, you really can't taste it. But there's a lot of benefits. Like when mm-hmm. you sneak it into food like that, there's a lot of benefits. You even said like maybe put it into a smoothie and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. great because I know of a lot of kids that are being raised um, vegan or vegetarian, whether oh, it's okay. because of their, you know what I mean, just their lifestyle or maybe it's the lifestyle that the parents um, right. have yeah. and they're just, you know what I mean, like they're just doing it with their kids right. as well. Yeah. So. A lot of people, yeah, maybe listening, they're like, well, my kid's not going to sit down and eat, like, chicken or eggs mm-hmm. 
you know, so what are some other good options for a protein for people that are, that maybe lead a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle? So there's legumes, right? Yeah. The, the, beans, the nut butter, the nut butter, um, definitely even peas, even peas have protein. It's not as high as like a chicken breast would be, but if you look at three quarter cups of peas, it gives you five grams. So for a little one, if they're going to, if they would eat it that much, um, my son loves peas. So if he yeah, would eat them all day long. Oh, same thing. I, I eat them all day long. They're sweet. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about a little one? You can just like use ghee or butter. Like it's not hard to season. Honestly, it, it, as a parent, if, if you feel like you're opting for a less healthy food because it's faster, my response is always you can boil rice and boil frozen peas and cover it in butter and the kid will eat it. Like, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's like, so true. Yeah. What is it with butter and the kids? Um, yeah. What about something like tofu? I'm not a tofu eater, so I'm ignorant to this. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's common. My, pardon the pun, but my big beef with tofu is that soy is one of the most genetically modified foods. Yes. And yeah. I actually have a food sensitivity to soy. I react to soy. And so um, I'm not, I really don't use it a lot, to be very honest. I don't. But some oh. people might. Well, I'm glad that you brought it up because um, your book, Eat Your Way Sexy, is not, for those of you guys listening at home, it's not just about, like, you touch upon the stuff for kids in there, but it's a book for everyone, right? And there's, oh. And like us parents included, and you just brought up soy. And for us women, it's something that we should be very careful about as well, right? Consuming soy. So this is, it's funny when I was in my training, this is such a highly debated topic in my field. And um, I felt like a one woman army one night I went to the library and I spent like three hours there every research article I could find because breast cancer runs in my family. And I was reading all the data and a lot of the data comes out of Asia where they tend to start soy at an early age. That's very different if you're having a certain kind of soy and you're starting it at an early age and you're in a different part of the world. It's a very different scenario to then just think that that's going to be a blanket statement for everybody. So there's a lot of factors here. There's some evidence that supports it. There's some that doesn't. Like I said, for me, even just on the basis that most of it is highly genetically modified, that's enough for me to say, I think I'll, I'll eat something I'll else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I've always heard and been under the assumption that like soy for women is probably not the best choice. So I've always stayed away from it for that reason, mm -hmm. um, just because of the stuff that I've, I've read or heard. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you were able to, to touch upon that and clarify. Um, but yeah, it's something that us adults, we talk about nutrition for our kids, but us adults need to really, um, reevaluate what we're putting into our bodies as well. Um, because just as much as our kids need to, um, be able to focus throughout the day and be in a good mood, um, us parents, we deal with a lot of stress and anxiety as well. Um, so what are some of the things that we can do? Is it, is it the same? Is it the same thing? Like stick with pro, like protein? 
There's some overlap. And what I say is I wrote this book when I was postpartum. And you know what, Pina? After I was, had a baby, I was more comfortable in my body. I was more fit than I had ever been than I was in my teenagers. And I was never, like, I didn't super struggle with weight or I didn't, like, I just, but there were things going on in my body. I had so much inflammation that I didn't know was inflammation. I hated wearing jeans. I always wore sport pants or black pants. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel comfortable. And so a lot of times inflammation can be playing a part here. And I think that's a major thing that I focus on with a lot of moms in my practice. So working on finding out what's causing inflammation. And there are a lot of food triggers that can be related to this. Yeah, I I hear it all the time. A lot of people are like, I have an intolerance um, or I can't eat that because it triggers this or triggers that. So like, how do we find out about this stuff? How do I know that I even have maybe an intolerance or or food triggers. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was just my body. So I imagine a lot of women would think that. I went through a process with the elimination diet where you eliminate foods for three to four weeks and then you slowly bring them back in. That's what I did. And it forever changed my life. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, because I hear about expensive tests, you know, and that's probably something that uh, a lot of people that are listening at home are probably thinking too, oh yeah, I heard um, probably like blood tests and and all these different types of like allergy tests, but it could be as simple as just doing the like process of elimination. Yeah, I have out. a whole video in my private free sensitivity support group on my issue with the test, so people can check that out. Um, I always I always opt for the for the elimination diet. Yeah, which I think is probably um, well, it's a lot more cost effective. Let's just say that. Right, <laughs> and you know what, Pina, when you feel how you feel when you are eating your trigger after you've detoxed from it, you will not want to touch that again. When you see it on a paper and there's like this red line, oh, yeah, don't eat this, you don't feel it. When you feel something, oh, yeah. Lord, you are not going to want to feel that again. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so true, though, because once you eliminate things and then you start bringing them back in, you really get that sense of like, my body does not like this. This does not work for me. As opposed to getting it on paper, because I'll tell you, I'm one of those people that it's like, you can't do this or you can't have it. And I'm like, oh yeah, watch me. And what you just told me I can't have pizza. Watch me down this whole pizza and drink beer with it. So there you go. Right. Like I'm one of those people. I'm extreme. Right. So never tell me I can't do something. Exactly. Um, yes. Or I can't have something because I want it even more. Right. We are talking with Dr. Nadia Rizzo today on the parenting show. She's a naturopathic doctor and author of eat your way sexy. And we're talking about food and it's mm. great. So don't go anywhere because we'll be back with more right here on the Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday! Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm your host Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, and with school coming up. Yeah, we brought in some help because we all know what that means. Making lunches, preparing snacks, what's for dinner, but not only for the kids. It sets us parents into some kind of routine as well. And and for me, I actually do go back to school because I teach at Humber College. So um, 
it's a good time. And that's why we have Dr. Nadia Rizzo joining us on the show today. She's a naturopathic doctor and she's the author of Eat Your Way Sexy. By the way, I love the title of that book. I, I want to eat my way sexy. Um, <laughs> Who doesn't? Teach, teach me the way. Um, but today we're, 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 we're talking a little bit um, about parents and, and adults, but we are focusing a lot on the kids. Now, we spoke about kids that are, um, that maybe have a vegan or vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. So what about the kids with the other diet? And all you parents at home probably are familiar with this diet. It's the picky diet. For <laughs> <laughs> the kids, there's like, I can't really complain on my side. My kids will eat everything from like lamb and uh, venison meat to sashimi. So I can't really complain so much with my kids, but I know a lot of kids who are just like, don't want fruit, don't want veggies. Um, Chicken maybe just consists of like chicken nuggets, mm. you know, stuff like that, which I don't know how, how good that is for them. But, hey, we know that as parents, we just need to get food in them and whatever works. So sometimes if it's just chicken nuggets day after day or hot dogs, you just do it, right? But how can we, I don't know, give any tips, Dr. Nadia? How do we deal with picky eaters? Yeah, one of the most common things that parents will say to me is, well, they don't like veggies or they only like carrot sticks and only if I give them ranch, like, you know, like, it'll be like, so, so the one thing that I always say is, first of all, if there's a veggie, they do like, just give it to them, like, stop harping on the fact that they only like these two veggies, then it's better than them not having any. So give them the ones they do like, number one. Number two um, the way I love to incorporate other vegetables, especially leafy greens, is smoothies. And it's super oh, easy. Yeah. It's not time. You can take it on the go. And, you know, people will say, well, isn't that going to taste kind of bitter? No, I can tell you from day one, I have been mixing kale into my son's smoothies. And you know what covers the taste of kale like nothing else? Fresh strawberries. Every single time. All he tastes is the strawberries. All he tastes is the strawberries. So I do this in two ways. I'll either mix it with like hemp shells and a little bit of a protein powder and almond milk, and then he'll drink that. Or I actually will just juice the kale and juice the strawberries, and it comes out like pink and fluffy, and it just smells like berries. And he doesn't even want to – I'm not lying, Peanut. He would not give me some. He did not want to share with me. <laughs> I was like, dude. And then I was like, okay, I can't complain right now because he's just trying to hog the kale strawberry juice. Like, whatever. But That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Drink it up. Drink it up. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad that you actually brought this up because smoothies do a lot of things that, you know, we don't really think about at first. Like, oh, mm-hmm. give the kid a smoothie. But I um, started doing that as my. I don't know if you can hear my kids screaming in the background. Um, but I started doing that also as a breakfast option, yes. smoothies, because um, I find sometimes, too, like in the morning, they've got to wake up early, go to school. We need to be out. We need to, like, there's no, like, we're on a schedule, right? So I find that sometimes even the smoothies help with that schedule. Not only are they getting in the the veggies and, and fruit and the nutrition and vitamins that they need, but it's also something quick. The kids, they like to drink, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Something 
And it's something that they, if they have to, they can take with them. So I love that idea. So can you make it chocolatey? Yeah. So like what, what would be, you mentioned a protein powder. What would be a good protein powder that you would put into like a kid's Now I'll just say, if you don't want to actually, we would use. If you, so my little guy reacts with whey. So we don't do the whey. Um, So we do more of a, of a vegan powder, but a simple way, you guys, like even instead of investing in a specific powder, three tablespoons of hemp shells will give you 10 grams of protein. So even if you're just buying those hemp shells or some of them, they sell it that it's already powdered and you can just use the hemp. That is such an easy way and it has no flavor. So you can make your, it's not going to taste gross or anything. They don't even know it's in there. So, okay. So say if you use something like um, the hemp shells, but they do want it to be like, you do want it to have maybe like a chocolate flavor. What do you do? Is there like you can, something that you can put you, in? Yeah, you can, you can definitely use a, a chocolate protein powder that if you find one that you like, or you can even use like, and honestly with kids, like I'm very mindful with sugar, but if you mix half of a normal milk or almond milk and you mix a little bit of the chocolate milk in there, that will make it chocolatey enough that they're going to be satisfied with it. Okay. Now I have another question. So you just, you brought up the whole chocolate milk thing. So my kids, I find, um, they will, they like almond milk more. So there's a brand of almond milk. It's a dark chocolate almond milk. I know it. Am I like, am I fooling myself and believing that this is better or is it better? Like, I got to ask you, you know better than I would. (laughs) So here's the thing with the, with the, the milk, I mean, regardless if it's dairy or almond, I want to be mindful of sugar, but when it comes to dairy in and of itself, and I have an entire chapter in my book called dump the dairy. Um, and I talk about how a lot of people are actually having inflammatory reactions to dairy. For me, totally in, inflamed from the dairy. And a lot of times we might not see it with our kids until we take them off of it. My son, eczema as, a, as an infant, yes. even tried dairy, flared it right up. And this is very common with skin conditions. So I find that sometimes yeah. you don't even really know until you get them off of it. And just see, it doesn't mean you're going to have a reaction or you're not, but you will not know until you investigate. This is the process of elimination that you were talking about before, trying to find out what your triggers are. I can tell you that um, I suffered from eczema my whole life. My kids suffer from it. And I also have keratosis pilaris. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But it's um, it's my skin where I get, like, bumpy skin. And I find that when I cut back on dairy, my skin improved. So it's... Uh, it well, is. You've tried this before, Pina. You've tried going off of it then. You know what, but unintentionally, never with the intent that I'm doing this on purpose. It's just something that I've noticed where I'm like, oh, my skin's better. And I'm like, oh, wait. And then I've made the correlation to, to say that, like, oh, I cut back on the dairy. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up. So watch sugar, uh, but check out maybe some different alternatives when it comes to the dairy. So we are talking with Dr. Nadia uh, Rizzo today, naturopathic doctor, author uh, on Amazon's number one best-selling list with her book, Eat Your Way Sexy. And we'll be back with more right here on The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. And we are chatting with Dr. Nadia Riso. Uh, she is a naturopathic doctor. Adam Windsor, this is the best. We can do these Zoom calls and do the radio show virtually and travel to different areas of Ontario, so which is fantastic. And Dr. Nadia is talking to us a little bit about the stuff that uh, is in your book, right? Eat Your Way Sexy? Right, yep. And we're talking about food. Food, 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 and more food. And food when it comes to our kids and getting them ready because before we know it, they're going to be back at school and we're going to be having those rushed mornings at breakfast. Oh, and trying to get the kids out the door. It's going to be like, oh God, what do I make for lunch? Oh, snacks, snacks, snacks at school. And then come home. Oh, I'm hungry. I need a snack. And then what to make for dinner. So Dr. Nadia Rizzo is helping us with all of that stuff today. And um, one of the questions I have for you, Dr. Nadia, is as a busy mom, sometimes it is just, I know that you mentioned snacks, like, you know, put some peanut butter on an apple kind of deal. Um, but sometimes it's, it's easier for us to, to head to the local grocery store. I have a great um, grocery store, health food store near my house, uh, Nature's Emporium, that I always go to. And I pick up healthy um, snacks for my kids. So whether they're like um, granola bites or bars. And so some of the snacks that um, like we use in our house all the time, because of Samantha's allergies to like a cashew, pistachio, sesame, are things like, made good and free um, and enjoy life because they're free from all those, those top allergens. Um, but they're packaged snacks. How do you feel about packaged snacks? Like I know that a lot of us moms get mom guilt and we're like, you know, life is just so busy that it's easier to buy stuff and be like, okay, snack ready to go. Or when they come home from school, here's a nut bar or something like that. Um, how do you feel, Dr. Uh, Nadia, about packaged snacks? And, and what should we be looking for on the label to, you know what I mean? Or is there stuff that we should be mindful of when we're purchasing and making these choices? Yeah, that's a great question. And I feel like the one thing that I always look for on a label when it comes to these things is sugar. So I'm just very mindful of the sugar content. You can't deny it's very convenient to be able to have an alternative that is easy and quick to tie a little one over, especially until dinner when they get home from school. And that's what I want to highlight here is you're not giving the kids a, a bar for dinner. You're tying them over when they get home yeah. from school, which I totally understand. So you just want to be mindful of things like sugar uh, and any artificial colors or flavors. But other than that, I mean, we don't need to guilt trip ourselves about giving them a snack that ties them over. But I will just say, I will just highlight that, although, and I use these in my house too, it's not that we don't ever use them, the bars, but a simple alternative or something you can do in addition to it is like sliced fruit. I very rarely will ever buy a whole watermelon because I know I'm not going to take the time to cut it. I'm just done. Mm -hmm. I will just buy it sliced and then I can just sit, give it to him and he'll be able to eat something like that as well. So a nut bar, some sliced fruit, it's to tie them over to dinner. It isn't dinner itself. We don't need to feel guilty about that. Yeah. Okay. So that makes me feel, that makes me feel better um, <laughs> because 
I know that a lot of parents, um, you know, are in the same boat as I am, where it's just like, I don't have time. Um, but that's a great option is going to the grocery store and picking up um, maybe like one of those huge fruit platters, you know, mm-hmm. and then and then just be like, okay, well, here's some melon. Um, here's some strawberries already done. All the prep work is done to make your life a little bit easier. So that's a great tip. Um, what other tips do you have for us before we, we wrap things up? Two of my favorites, and I know that you said your eldest can't do eggs, so it wouldn't apply in that scenario. But if your kid can't do eggs, I like getting a muffin tin at night. I just whip up some eggs with some veggies. If you do cheese, if that's your jam, go ahead. And then you mix it all together. You cook it in the baking, in the muffin sheet. You put it in the oven. And in the morning, they're easy to grab these egg muffins full of protein and simple. The other thing you can also do is chia pudding. You take about a third of protein. Yeah, some milk. And I use almond milk. And then you can just shake it up. Like little ones love to take that container and shake it up, put it in the fridge. In the morning, it's ready. You can drizzle a little bit of maple syrup on it, and they just eat it right up. It's a great source of fiber. You just want to make sure they're getting enough water when they're doing the chia because it can it helps support bowel movements, but it's a bulking fiber. Yeah, so just lots of water with that. It's super simple. I'm all about the wake up and grab it. I love that because... All us parents go through the same thing every morning. Get the kids up, get them ready, try to get them out of the door, and get them to school on time. So um, the I love the egg muffin idea, the chia pudding, because you can do that the night before. Morning, you wake up, they're there, um, and ready to go. And um, and also the smoothies again. So thank you for, for these tips. Thank you for the whole conversation, Dr. Nadia. You are amazing. If people want to follow you on social, where can they find you? On Instagram, Dr. Nadia Riso, ND, and you can always go to my website at NadiaRiso.com. There we go. And then from there, they can connect to your YouTube and everything as well, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And they can also find out where to pick up your book, which is on Amazon's number one bestselling list, guys. Eat your way, sexy. Um, so that is linked on your website as well. Or you can just yeah. go on Amazon and search Eat Your Way Sexy. It's that easy. Right. And chapters has it too. Yeah. There you go. Thank you so much, Dr. Nadia, for giving us the tools and information that we need to get our kids geared up and ready for school because the countdown is on. It's on. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. It was so much fun. And I can't wait because next time, Dr. Nadia, we'll have you in studio with us once COVID allows us to do that, okay? I can't wait. For those of you guys listening at home, if you missed any of this and you want to listen back, you can do so on our podcast, which is on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can look for podcasts. So go check it out. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. That is it for us. But don't forget, we're here every Sunday night at 8 o'clock. So we'll catch you next week. I'm Tina Crystal from Chic Mama Duck the A. And this is The Parenting Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. 
Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.